It's a couple of little paragraphs. And I'm going to read from the big book, uh, page 25. There is a solution. And it's right kind of at the top of the page, starting with there is a solution. So you ready, Paul? You got your book? You got the pages? Yep. They're in there? All right. Uh, Carry alcoholic. Um, there is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others. And we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When therefore we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left, left for us to do but pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of, we have found much of heaven and we have been rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, asterisks, and they go to describe that, I'm not gonna read that, which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our, fellow, toward our fellows and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has com commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do by ourselves. Over to you, Paul. Well, yeah, it's great, great reading. Pretty much says it all. Welcome, everyone. Nice to see everybody. I'm happy to be here. Uh, so maybe before there is a solution, there should have been, there is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and then there is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching. So if you start uh, seeing with these glasses that we all share at these meetings, you may look at the word self differently. And so uh, instead of self-searching, it was uh, like self doesn't like searching of self. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So the parasite doesn't like to be seen or looked at because its main strategy is to present itself to be us. Yeah. So the self-searching or knowledge of self to me is very valuable where Self-knowledge, meaning knowledge, even if it's of self, claimed by self, avails us nothing. So do you see there's a, where, it, where in a sense, there's conscious contact, but what's narrating that conscious contact is a self-centered system, yeah? So we have conscious contact. There's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and, 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 seeing of thoughts that are, are about the hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching. Yep. That is conscious contact. Then there's a narration of that conscious contact by a system, a mental system called self-centeredness, yep. which now has us as the one who's conscious, and then we become unconscious of what's conscious. Yep. And now we become super conscious of this idea of self. 
So it's time to start searching this idea of self and to see what? Well, first of all, admit that any life runs run on self's will is hardly going to be a success. Yeah. To come to that understanding or that requirement of seeing the futility of life directed by self. It's very clear. This has a lot of the steps in, in two paragraphs. Yeah. So we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. So life is not hopeless and futile. It's the way we were living this life that was hopeless and futile. Yeah. So maybe if you look at life, not through the lens of self-centeredness, you may see a lot more in it than you see when you're constantly fixated on this idea of being self and its life. Yeah. Therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, had been solved. Pretty good, eh? So really, what's the problem? I feel there's an act of being identified as something other than us. And we believe what we are, believe that act of being identified as something other than us. Yeah, so there's great faith in that act of being identified as something greater than us. And it's described in the book as the lesser way and the better way, which is the lesser way would be trusting the finite self, and the greater way would be trusting the infinite. Yeah, so faith in finite self or faith in the infinite. I believe we play the role of faith in this equation. Yeah. So when faith is put into the idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, and that and that alone, and that we are the doer of everything that's ever happened through us, yet we're not the doer of beating the heart or pumping the blood or digesting the food or taking a shit, none of that. But for some reason, everything else is ours. <laughs> It seems funny. The whole functioning of what you call you is pretty much involuntary. <laughs> yeah, it's just mind boggling. Yeah. Did you choose to get up today? You woke up today. Yeah. <laughs> Probably it was a surprise, really, literally. <laughs> <laughs> some of us aren't happy with the surprise another fucking day <laughs> i slept longer than i usually did so amelia went in to check if i hadn't passed the way so i woke up and uh <laughs> i'm not concerned what i was missing it was sort of more joyous i guess asleep <laughs> so <laughs> we're just humbly putting something out there in the framework of of recovery because that has been the main saga of this life the main adventure of this life was falling or growing into a an extreme addiction to this idea of self and then wanting at all costs to get a little relief from that and trying to find whatever I could use to do that. And that fell upon alcohol and drugs. Yeah. And 
it brought me to a lot of conditions I could never even imagine that I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now, which is mind-boggling. Go against anything, everything I was taught as a kid. My moral compass had been broken. And no human power could change that. That seems to be a hopeless condition yeah, of mind and body. Yet, on a regular day at the office, coming out of a blackout, not knowing what the fuck was going on, uh, I probably had a, a, a cardboard box in someone else's car trunk of some clothes that I could wear. I didn't have any place to rest my head, basically, probably. Yeah. And then something occurred and I hadn't uh, come to believe yet, but something restored me to sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first string. Yes. Then I came to believe in that, but something did it first. And then I left that situation and it's never been duplicated. I've never drank again or used. I've had out drugs in uh, hospitals, but basically I had no real interest in it. I didn't even like the high that I used to fucking sell my mother's fucking silverware for. Yeah. What the hell happened? Something changed. Yeah. And then I needed a way of life to allow it to stay changed, really. It wouldn't have worked. That miracle would have died on the vine in a couple of days. But that night, based on some incredible circumstances, I was brought to my first AA meeting. The person who took me couldn't come in because it was a men's group. They dropped me off. And lo and behold, they picked me up after the meeting yeah, and gave me a place to stay that night and for a week or two. And then life started to change. Yeah? And uh, it's had a momentum going in a, a good orderly direction for 35 years. Pretty good, eh? And uh, problem, as it says here, the problem is solved. Yeah. Well, where the whom the problem had been solved. Yes, the problem has been solved. Yeah. What was that problem? In my case, I humbly believe a lot of attention and interest in this life was going into the mental state. And that mental state was in an act of being identified as something. And that was killing me. Yeah. I couldn't get out of self as self. And therefore, I would do anything to get a momentary reprieve from that. That was broken. That problem was solved. Yeah. I saw I wasn't that which had defeated me. Which opened up a possibility that I could be free from it. Literally. And so it has been. And here we are speaking about it. 
I think it's something beautifully to pass on. And uh, I have no dog in the hunt. It's going to take you where it's going to take you, where it's going to take you. I just know where it took me to the point of the problem doesn't exist for me today, which is an incredible fucking good solution. Yeah. And because just like you didn't try hard when you were getting loaded, you may have tried hard to get the shit, but you were in the habit of getting loaded. You had a basis of how you saw life and then getting loaded made complete sense coming from that basis. Yeah. This program has changed that basis. And now that strategy or logic is insane to me. Yeah. And the secret for me was not becoming a master of stopping drinking and using, but not starting. Yeah. So all of the attempts and the skillful means, I'm happy to pass along, but I don't need them because I'm not starting. Yeah. And my idea of an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic is the recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. The alcoholic calls you after they drink. It's that fucking simple. Yeah. Once you drank, the, the possibilities get severely limited. Yeah. You got to go to a meeting. You got to do this. You got to do that. There's only way there's only in this school of divine proctology. There's only one way in the beginning to get out of the ass of self not drink an hour at a time and start fucking getting your externals down, going to meetings, doing this, doing that. Yes. And then the field of possibilities will grow. But once you drink, the possibilities shrink. Yeah. You got to get sober. You got to stop using no matter how it happens. And then when you stop using for a while, possibilities start flourishing. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, the fate, the great fact is this, and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that something has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He or she or it has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. And this is what I find. If you've fallen upon this principle, why not just expand what you can't do by yourself or for yourself, yeah? Just keep on giving more and more over to, in, through step six and seven. Yeah, like it says, you know, take all of me. Yeah. There you go. What gets revealed? A lot about what you're not. Yeah. All those alcoholic thoughts that you thought were yours, and then you realize they're, they're shared by a multitude of people. All those feelings that no one's ever felt that you've heard people describe at meetings over and over again. All those heinous things that no one, no one would ever have done that. People have done the same old, same old over and over again. Describing your journey to the three parking spaces and then seeing millions of other cars at the same three parking spaces. It wasn't your journey. Something used you for transportation. You were driven there. Let's get clear about that. 
You were driven there to institution jails of death. You did not punch that into the GPS. Yeah, you were driven there. Let's get something clear. Yeah. You're a sail, not a wind. Yeah. You catch the wind. Something moves you. Yeah. And we and recovery just makes a very plain picture of two masters. The master of self or the master of the infinite. Yeah. The faith that you are is going to manifest by the master you give it to. If there's faith in self, you're probably going to be fucking racked with mental anxiety based on actually what's not happening. Yeah. If it's faith in the infinite, you're probably going to feel an ease and comfort right now, or at least a sense of contentment and satisfaction. Yeah, there you go. So, there is a problem and there is a solution. Let's tell the truth about the problem, yeah? And then you're going to find out the solution. Yeah. The problem, in my view, is there's a parasitical movement that presents itself as us, and then we listen to it as us. And it neutralizes the possibility of what's available for the host by the host being identified as the parasite. Yeah. So the parasite, very uncomfortable. You try to get out of it as self. And so you get caught in the huge net of self, can't get out of self. You can't, You keep constantly getting surprised when you run into that principle because you think it's Paul trying to get out of self, but it isn't. You're in the act of being identified as self, trying to get out of the act of being identified as self. Who would have known? Well, now you do. Yeah. So when you see that which has defeated you as not you, the possibility of being free from it is reinstated instead of trying to be free as it. Yes? Seriously. Now we want to be free as a spiritual self. It hasn't worked. We try to be free as a fucking leather wearing, tattoo armed, fucking drug addict. That didn't work. Yeah, now we're in fitness and go to the gym every day. Yeah, the bondage of self travels well. <laughs> it has a wardrobe to match every situation you're in. It, it's, it will change clothing very quickly and adapt to your new environment. And now you'll be a spiritual self. Wow. <laughs> Not having any sense of spirit, you're going to go to fundamentalism for sure. Dogmatism for fucking sure. And usually leads to perversion. Fucking sure. Yeah. Because the, the sap isn't in the tree. The tree's rigid. It's always going to break. Yeah. This is a living message. It's not self becoming something else. It's seeing you're not self. Yeah. Finding that your hopeful spirit's condition is a readily available spirit's condition. It has nothing to do with you and time and building and collapsing. It's there. It's here. Yeah. It's readily available. 
all the requirements are on our side. Yeah. You take a deep breath, you'll fall right into it, probably. Yeah. You pause, and there it is. Yeah. You say a simple prayer, and the relief of it shows up the serenity prayer. What, 30 seconds to say? What? And it can move fucking mountains, can it? Yeah. The making of the mountains is the fucking hard part. Yeah. The head is making mountains out of molehills all day. The moving of the mountain is easy. There's no weight to the mountain. It's just an appearance. Yeah. We're believing it to be true, but it isn't true. Yeah. You believe you're in a hopeless state of mind and body. So it makes sense to shoot Coke at 10 in the morning and fuck everything else. But you're not. You're in a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And it's appearing to be true to you. Yeah. So do you want to change the hopeless state of mind and body or just change you? Because the hopeless state of mind and body is appearing to be true to you. If the you changes, you'll see it was a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and now you'll be relieved of it. Yeah. Keep looking through the lens of self-centeredness. You're going to get the same fucking message. Yeah. Hopefully take them off and see anew. Yeah. Like it says in AA in the third step, you'll be reborn in all this stuff. Yeah. You'll have a new freedom and a new outlook, you know, new peace and a new and a comprehend the word serenity and no peace and all that. All of these are pregnant possibilities. Yeah, they're not available to self, but they are available as us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Happy to be here and. Uh, you know, I was, this happened with me in a certain way and something came in and told me, don't move from this point because if people don't see this point, they're going to be looking from it. It's just that simple. And that hasn't changed. The message that came through years and years ago with that warning has not changed. So here I am. Yeah. Keep coming back and just putting it out there. Because truly... If the act of being identified is the basis of your life, you're looking from self as self. Yeah. If you see it, <clears throat> that act, you're not of it. You are now looking. Now you have knowledge of self instead of self-knowledge. You now see what the head is doing instead of looking from what the head did. Yeah. It's hugely different, hugely. Yeah. So this is the whole point. And I know Kerry and what we say in the meeting, but I don't have a new take on the 12 steps. I don't. The 12 steps are perfect in a lot of ways. I have a take on the exact nature of the wrong, which I believe will allow you to milk a lot more out of the steps than you are now. I do. Yeah. And a lot of us have shared, you'll see, hey, we made decisions based on self. Yeah, yeah. We're going through a self-imposed crisis. Yes, in other words, something other than you is oppressing you with something. And why are you underneath it? Why are you at its effect so much is there's an act of being identified as it. Yeah, 
So when it shits, it can't miss you. So I don't have a take on the 12 steps. They're clear. I have a take on what the hell, what's the root of the freaking problem? Why is self said hundreds of times in the big book? And where's a clear identification as what that is and what it ain't? Yeah, we're not talking about ego here. We're talking about a sense of being something. Yeah, a sense of when something happens, I think I did it. Yeah, that every seeing, every hearing, every feeling, I'm the one who did it. Yet it would be absurd if I thought I was digesting that burrito I ate yesterday, or I'm pumping the blood that's moving the in my body or I'm beating the heart, it would be like so ridiculous and ludicrous. Yeah. But on another level, it's saying I'm doing, I'm the thinker of all the thoughts, a much subtler process than circulating blood that I'm the, I'm the one. Have you, do you believe your head can truly translate an emotion? It gets it wrong all the fucking time. It tells you you're anxious when you're excited about going to Hawaii or something. Yes. It miss it. You think lust is love. Yeah. Desire is yearning. No, it isn't. It misreads tons of shit. With this self-appointed position of being you, it has very little knowledge of you. The feelings that are coursing through you, it misinforms you of. It doesn't know what the hell's going on. It, re it reacts to being awake. It does not wake up in the morning. It reacts to being awake. Your head reacts to you being awake and then forecasts the day for you, putting you, in a sense, back to sleep. The plain God is mind-boggling. Yeah. It doesn't have a clue. You tell me, all right, let's see the subtle strains of sometimes there's discomfort, yeah? The head will say it's the beginning of a lifelong depression. You're feeling really great. It gets suspicious. When are they going to find out you don't deserve feeling great? It's unbelievable. Yeah. How long, when you were out there, I'm just riffing now, because I remember, you know, you'd have your little life story, like you were getting shot at and shooting dope and doing this. You really lived on the edge. But you know what the edge was? The edge was sitting in a room where someone was unconditionally loving you. That was fucking unbearable. Going to a job interview, that was unbearable. Yeah. Getting loaded and all that was fucking familiar. I could do that on every freaking day. Yeah. But bearing love was unbearable because of the, the judgment of me. I had been sentenced to something already with no chance of parole or bail. My head had me convicted of shit way before a lot of the stuff that's happened, yeah? 
I was just living out a sentence, truly, waiting for another life sentence to be brought down by the judicial court. Yeah, there was total faith in the head and it was killing me, literally. So we know the problem, we know about it, yeah? Let's be clear about is it us or is it something other than us? Because if it's us, man, you better get to work because there's gonna be a whole lot of work to change us. But if, it not, if it's not us and we see it as foreign to us, you'll find out about us and that needs no changing, yeah? When were you a kid? When were you hating yourself when you were a kid? At two years old, three years old? Were you your own worst enemy back then? No fucking way. You don't hate yourself. The head hates itself. It's a fucking miser of a fucking God. So quit playing God doesn't mean stop playing God. It means you see you're not that which is playing God. That's what it seems. That's how it is. If you try to quit playing God as that which is playing God, that's fucking playing God. You can't get out of it. You see the head is not you. And once you get withdrawn from the head, it's playing God gets very severely diminished. Because it's using our light to blind us. It's using our light to blind us. Yeah, yeah. So there. I'm so stoked because the problem has been solved, as it said. Yeah. Did you get struck sober? Did it did do you believe you really got yourself sober? No. Something did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. That's the ongoing principle of this life. Yeah. Something is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Hallelujah. <laughs> You don't earn that grace, do you? It seems to be freely given. Have you, has, has that loving God that's expressing itself at our meeting stop you from coming in? Did it see you coming and you weren't a good person that day, like Santa Claus going over? You weren't a good person or someone? No, no, no entrance for you. It's not like the soup Nazi. You're the one that withholds yourself, yes. And thank God it's not you that's doing that. So you can outgrow it finally, yes? Yes. This is not a meritocracy. This isn't about how much you do. Yeah. It's truly about how much you see, really, or how much awareness there is. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kerry, as always. Thanks. Very great. Thanks. Great reading. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, like I did it. I picked it out, Paul, and I read it. And uh, no, I know what you're saying as far as um, it's not your take on the 12 steps, but it kind of it kind of is. It's kind of like you said, the first. The first thing that you, um, you know, if you're. Yeah, I can't even repeat it, but I, I get the sense feeling when you talk. Right. Yes. And that's why I keep coming back. Well, that's uh, it. one because. I like it. I just like it. So that's why I don't have to like know any more than that. But yeah. Um, so I don't know. Nice. Uh, well, just because. Mm -hmm. uh, do you always take a shower because you need one? No, you like showers. Yeah. 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 I know, yeah. but I can't use that much water. I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, got a lot of water. <laughs> Yeah, he loves. <laughs> sure. Oh man. Um, so, uh, if anyone wants to share something, or yes, go ahead and start talking. Just unmute yourself. Um, it looks like Alice has his hands folded in prayer. Uh, all right, we can just sit here in the silence. Go ahead, John. Hey, thanks, Michael. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Paul. Hey, uh, man, you, you said something in the beginning about, you know, when the wife came in and, and shook you because she thought you may have died, right? And, uh, you know, action figure John has, you know, congestive heart failure and, uh, and sleep apnea. So, you know, I stop breathing at night sometimes, so I got to wear a machine, right? Hmm. And... Uh, what was crazy is that I was, I was in a very peaceful state asleep, right? And I, I didn't realize it at the, at that exact moment until I felt, you know, the John and, and the, the jolt on my shoulder. And then it, you know, then I felt this incredible presence, right? That was just like really calm. And, you know, I usually don't sleep like that, man. The head's going through all kinds of acid trips and you know just crazy you're lost you can't find you you know I, I get all kind of crazy shit like that but at that particular moment it was very peaceful right and i said what I go, what what's the matter she goes you weren't breathing <laughs> and then when you said that 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 self waits until you get up to react to the situation right Yes. And, and right at that moment, when she said I wasn't breathing, it dawned on me how peaceful I was, yeah. you know, and, and it reinforced everything that, you know, you've been saying since I've been listening to you for the last year or so. And uh, it, it just, it just, I just saw it again from, from that place of peace, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, and of course, you know, when I fell back to sleep, I was breathing. But I think I was like close to the other side. You know what I mean? I think that's what happened. And, you know, that was the experience anyway, you know, because it, it seems when I'm breathing, you know, it's not that peaceful, man. It's been pretty good. I've been pretty content. But uh, like mm. I said, as far as sleeping goes, man, my dreams are out there, dude. You know, that's like I did a lot of acid when I was when I was a kid and, and a young man. And, uh, you know, I'm paying I'm paying the effects of that stuff, I think, sometimes, too. And, uh, 
But that was really a cool, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a really, really cool experience. You know, like I yeah. said, I, almost like I was pissed off that she woke me up, you know, because yes. it was, <laughs> but yeah. I didn't die. So, or <laughs> the action figure didn't die. So I'm still yeah, here. Thanks. You have that, see, uh, you brought that, that flavor back. Yeah. Because you are of that flavor. Yeah. Dude, that's that's it. Huh? Yeah. So you are the piece that you're looking for, actually. Yeah. 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 Cool, bro. And I'll thing. tell you, you can spend a lifetime trying to share it. Just one sample of that. It has that much potency. Yeah. I had a once I was in a. I had to have an elect. I was having an operation, you know, from the getting run over. They had to take these metal bars out of my lower leg. So I didn't have to go under. They gave me a local anesthesia, but they built a little wall so I wouldn't look see what they were doing. But uh, so they were busy taking this these contraptions out of my leg. And I was awake on the other side of the little wall. And I was staring into this the, the light that has that in that aluminum bowl. And I was just staring and something left, you know, I went like before uh, the state of breathing. Yeah. And I felt such like, you know, one drip would have kept uh, the rest of your life wet. It was just so condensed. Yeah. And the, what accumulated right after it was, I would have, you know, what whatever would have or could have or had to happen for me to arrive at this moment wouldn't have been made worthwhile because of this moment. Yeah. The essence of it just erased all the meaning of tons of life, you know, at that point. Maybe I was about 37 or something then. Yeah. I just had a just a sober thing. I would have everything was cool if it led up to this. Yeah, this feeling of relief so these i feel are free samples and you know you you bring them back from the store yeah and then uh usually they more come more is revealed yeah yeah, yeah i'm, not, I'm felt, not afraid to die anymore man it's nice yeah. yeah if you felt if you've ever had an out-of-body feeling you see a lot of the irritability, restlessness, and discontent is of the body experience. Yes. Yeah. Now, it's difficult to try to make the body not a body, but you can see that you're not a body, which lends yourself more to that freedom. Yeah. Yeah. But to try to make the body a not a body, it doesn't, didn't work with me. Yeah, I don't think uh, a body can wear uh, well a spiritual condition. So, yeah, I think a spiritual condition is a prior state. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've been relieved of that at times, and then I feel most of what your concerns are are completely from the body view. Yeah. Yes knowing it and not knowing it and there's a great relief so 
I mean, I can tell, you know, the body would be afraid of death because it, 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 it's the end of it. But I don't know if uh, we need to co-sign that because I don't think we're of the body, to tell you the truth. Yeah. yeah. So that space before breathing is, yeah, you had a nice sample. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks, John, a lot. And it feels like I've known you for a long time, not just for a year. So that's cool. We may have done acid together. You don't know. Maybe, maybe. Time. Who knows? I hope I didn't sell you any of that double barrel sunshine. The orange sunshine. Wow. Yeah, I was going around for a while. Man. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Yeah, go ahead. I don't have my glasses. Whoever's got their hand up. Oliver, go. Hello. Hi. So uh, I remember, you know, it was it was a very very challenging period when I started to, you know, when I first hear heard the message that uh, it's going on for I don't know how long do you do this platform exactly, but it was two and a half years ago when I first came to these meetings and. Uh, uh first first uh, time I, I i heard this uh, you know uh the first meeting that i witnessed was okay uh interesting uh, not that i understand a lot but i i might check this up sometime later right and then i had a relapse and then i came back from it from you know, for whatever reason, uh, it was still the period when uh, these meetings were on Facebook, and uh, via David, I I had this link, yeah. and I just checked it out again, and it was the meeting that uh, uh, kind of a, was a little bit different, maybe than the others, or was that the YouTube reprise after? I don't remember anymore, but. Um, it was the meeting where you kind of, um, by the end of it, you started to speak a little louder. And um, it was almost shouting like uh, about the page 64 and why do we call resentments ours? It says in a book, it's uh, uh, differently. And uh, uh, in, you know, in principle, it was like just a couple of minutes of, Pretty, you know, shouting out loud, you know, why do we keep calling these resentments ours? Um, and, uh, you know, about the self and us and the whole thing, the whole mix up and the whole identification problem or misidentification or misalignment, you know, and it was really, really well pinpoint. And it kind of, you know, I was practically still evaporating at this period. It was like, two or three or four days sober. And I, I just remember thinking, okay, this guy actually really means this. I, I might check this out again later, right? And it kind of, you know, it was the first step to get me convinced uh, about, you know, the whole thing. And I, as you know, carried on in, you know, coming back here and starting and asking questions relatively soon afterwards. And, um, 
you know what I'm saying is some I wish I was uh, uh, I don't know a bit faster and that I get things in a you know in a more subtle way combination of that too but you know I guess I'm not the type I guess I sometimes need you know a, something a little bit louder something that could kind of shake and disturb me a little in order to get it in order to get my attention on it right and um, yeah and sometimes it doesn't seem as subtle and that's you know I'm maybe want to refer to you know just this um, how should I say physical living that you now mentioned about the body and and that aspect I might be the type where I actually need uh, I guess to be more regularly shaken and disturbed, whether it's about some action, daily action, or just some, I don't know, uh, even activism or pr practices, whether are, you know, whether they are meditation or other spiritual practices or all they just, you know, seems to me that kind of, you know, I, I need more action, but then again, you know, one can indulge in that and kind of mistakenly see it as actual actually the way the spiritual path the very essence of it you know and kind of come to rely on it you know so that's kind of a uh, <laughs> um, kind of a dilemma where i might be you know i, I actually my question I, I ask myself whether i just need to kind of find some balance between you know just action and more action and on the other hand uh, just being at peace uh, realizing that i am where i am you know and that's that i arrived that well, i was all well, that, that i never left yeah 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 i think is in you know as the action figure uh you'll find uh a balance yeah by overdoing it or underdoing it yeah this is how we find balances yeah by imbalances so we recognize this is imbalance this is imbalance and then you get into a groove yeah i think a lot of people that's how they recognize stuff is usually they can get to the to what works by recognizing what doesn't work yeah. And so just like I, a lot of people I've worked with over time, they'd been sober for a while and they would, uh, let's say they would go to four meetings a week, pretty much. Yeah. That was their habit. And when they didn't go to four meetings a week, that edge that was blunted was got, got sharp, you know, so maybe they were less tolerant of their significant other and shit like that. And so it was a quick remedy. I'm just going to re-up to four meetings a week. Yeah. So they found a balance. Yeah. You know, what you find what works. So it's it's a it's a it's a, a mixture, not either or. It's not act or not act. There's a little action, there's little non-action. Yes. And you find uh you'll arrive at a balance, or and then you're going to arrive at a position of neutrality. Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't uh, this is part of the process of of recovery. 
it progresses and you go through phases. Sometimes you're more active than others. Sometimes it's time for some solitude or quiet and whatever. And if you have the main ways and the means for that, you just start a groove into it. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have any stable uh, predilections that can't be altered. Yeah. So it's not, it's not going to be all work all the time or, or, you know, not doing anything all the time. It's a mixture. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so. That was really good, Oliver. Um, yeah. Find it two and a half years. Uh, let's say the mix, you know, the, the blender is more violent. Yes, because it's breaking down, let's say, thick, like fruit and shit. But after, you know, after it, it gets more into it, you're just going to find a, a, a place of smoothness and thickness. Yeah. 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 Put some more or some or put the smoother the smooth you know the machine on longer and then something works yeah 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 the exciting part is that you don't know exactly I mean, exactly right it's so. fucking mystery every fucking day you wake up who i don't know what the fuck's happening or what's going to happen today i got a rough plan of what i don't even have a rough plan i got well, that's a, obvious Gary. <laughs> fuck it works paul but don't try this at home, people. Of course. And you're, and this is sort of where, <clears throat> basically, when you say, have all of me, yeah, it has all of you. <laughs> so, Whatever. It's not so, much, but. <laughs> and it's good or bad. So there's like, you know, very thick veggies and there's bananas. I mean, in <laughs> things, things blend, take different times to blend yes yeah. yeah you throw it all in there and it's a pretty nice smoothie the smoothie example would be traveling lighter yes <laughs> once you have the drink and you run into a big thick thing you realize i gotta put it in a blender longer that's all yeah then it goes down easy you got a formula <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All I want to do is present an idea that I didn't hear presented in the community of recovery that I was in. That's all. I didn't hear it. If I would have heard it, I would have co-signed it and just shut up and do what I was doing. But I didn't hear it. I had an itch somewhere and I wasn't getting, I wasn't hearing it. It's I told you the story of being in that two-year program called Delancey Street. And who knows how, but I had a feeling I had, I was going to come up with a decision. They wanted me to stay five more years or I was going to opt out and work out in, out of the program for four months and graduate. And I had a feeling that Delancey Street, this program had something, didn't have something I needed. Yeah. There was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just a strong sense. 
And uh, so I asked some of the oldest residents there, and they had no idea what I was talking about. And it moved me to graduate. It moved me to leave. Yeah. And when I left, I was un outmatched. I got loaded. And then 10 months later, I washed up on the shores of AA. And that's what I needed. That Delancey Street did not offer. I needed AA. Now, I had to pay a, whole, a heavy toll to cross that bridge, but that's what was necessary, obviously, because it happened. Then I washed up on AA, and that's what I needed for 35 years. It's cut pushing in that one good orderly direction. Yeah? I had no idea of AA. I did not come. I'm missing AA. And no, I had no idea. But I had an idea. Something I needed wasn't there. And so, and it moved me, and it, and I finally life brought me to exactly what I needed, which was life in recovery. It was awesome. I followed that feeling many times in this life. I have, and so I followed it in this meeting when this happened to me. I didn't. I something was off. I wasn't getting something I needed in recovery. And I'm in a very, very lively recovery area, San Francisco, five over 500 meetings a week, tons of people, tons of influences. I wasn't, something was not there that I felt. And then it was downloaded. It came into me and I saw clearly, based on that sentence on page 64, self was something foreign to me. That's it. And it never changed from there. And seeing it as foreign to me brought about a possibility that wasn't available. I was trying to be free as self. I was. And the possibility was being free from self. And the beautiful thing, I don't have to become free from self. I am free from self right now. Yes. It's a basic state. That's being denied. I am not self. Yeah. So the freedom from it is easy. It's believing it is hard. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm living still out as a functioning of self where everything has to be earned and you don't deserve it and all this bullshit. Tons of requirements that make an easy an easy path into a fucking arduous mountain climb. And you always roll back and it's like Sisyphus. You have to keep moving the fucking rock up and it keeps rolling down. That's not how it is. That's how self sees shit. Yeah. Lots of sacrifice, martyrdom, fucking I'm going to have to give my first bond to God. This is unbelievable. This was just a simple recognition that I've never lost. I'm not that. Yeah. And all the shit that is used to reinforce that I am that and see through it. And when I saw something, I brought it to six and seven and asked that power to reconfigure it and put it to a different use than it was being used by self. Yes. That same habit of dumping the shit in the recycle thing and then putting the bag out on Tuesday has gone on for 35 years. 
I don't sit up looking out the window waiting for the fucking recycling to come and pick it up. I have great faith in it. I have great faith in step six and seven. Great faith. Not in the steps, but in what's there. Yes. That which struck me sober. That which took a life that I thought had no value and brought great value out of it. Yeah. I'm convinced, yes, I am convinced that something has done for me that I could not do for myself. I'm beyond convinced. Yeah. So, so and I feel like I've, fulfill, I've fulfilled my seed assignment, really. I've been able that I've been graced with a platform. I can put it out there and we've been putting it out there for years and years and years. It's in the community of AA. It is. Yeah. That's all. I mean, it's, uh, I'm on, I'm on a gravy train now, really. It's just, it's just, I fulfilled a purpose that I felt was given. And there I, you know, this is just gravy enjoying it yeah you can come to your own conclusion but at least there's an option i wasn't hearing it i didn't hear it yeah yeah so here you go the point is is not to be right the point is i hope it works man what greater gift can be impersonally, not personally given, is just relief, the possibility of being relief, being relieved in your own present tense conditions, yeah? You don't have to move. You don't have to do this. You don't have to vow to give up everything. Just travel lighter today, yeah? You know, you've got to understand time. No, you don't. Just fucking chill out. Yeah. I mean, there is a great blissfulness in uh, ignoring the mental demands. Yeah. Do you understand that you're fucked? And do you understand now you're not? That's basically good. Yeah. Revel in that. <laughs> <laughs> if you move to understand more great yeah but just please don't take yourself so seriously yeah so all right kerry anyone else or we'll just say wise, wise words yeah don't take yourself too seriously um that's like one of those conundrums like you can't do that. You can't say, I'm going to take myself less serious. That's but, right. But when you lose interest, like you say, it just naturally just, yeah, yeah. No, I don't see any more hands, Paul, if you want to say exactly hello. that. That's the beauty of a conundrum. It shows you the, the failure of the system that's trying to figure it out. That's why. It's, the, it's not the thumb torture. It's, it's the mental inability to see things the thorn torture brings about, yeah? So you see, you can't get out of even a thumb torture. 
<laughs> and you're relying on it to lead you through a life. Give me a break. <laughs> Remember the people would, uh, you would see someone who was super angry and they would have no idea they were angry coming into AA. They really believed they had no resentment. It was mind boggling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, self is an act of disassociating. That's what it does. Yeah. You're disassociated from the life you're living. And now you're now associated with a narration of a, a life you're not living. Yeah. It's, uh, wow. Yeah. You ain't going to train that dog any new tricks. It's not going to happen. I'm happy to be here. There is a solution. Yeah. I bet you for many of us, the problem will not exist for us today. What an incredible solution. Yeah. A living solution, not in a laboratory. Yeah. A living solution to live today as if the problem does not exist for you. That's a beautiful prayer. Really. That's truly honoring uh, the higher power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, say goodbye then. Carrie, all right? Yes, thank you. Hey, Oliver, thank you for being our friend and friend of this place. We've happy, I've always been happy to hear from you and I'm happy we've been joined, you know, traveling together on the road to happy destiny. That's pretty cool. Al, yes. Same, same. Kathleen. I can't even say confused and happy anymore. She's before all that. So Michael Stacy, my main man. Michael Stacy, if you appreciate this meeting, uh, it's the people who do service to have this meeting put up. Uh, it's Michael and Michael Z and a lot of people, Mickey and everyone who takes the floor and runs the meeting at different times. They're the ones that are presenting this or allowing this to be presented. So, yeah. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Kerry, nice to see him with his dog or the dog. I hope John, Florida. Mia, somewhere. David S. Stinson. I was at Stinson Beach yesterday, west coast of Marin. Of Marin. Beautiful, beautiful day. The ocean was really calm. Chris B., Boston. Boston. Remember, sharks don't swim in schools. John K. Nice to see you, John. Andrew. Nice to see you, my friend. Yes. Anu, 
I've heard a rumor you may be coming up here Saturday anew. All right, great. I look forward. I'll try to, I'm going to put my that uh, bag of coffee in the car so I'll remember. Yeah. Dana, living large. Joseph C., downstairs. Nice to see you, Joseph. And Joseph, thank you so much for holding the space with us in these meetings. Very appreciative. Tom in Denver. Yeah, Tom has been in a lot of places, but now it's Denver. Okay, Tom. Nina, as always, a friend of mine. Shannon Corkery. Cassandra, I'm happy that Cassandra has allowed her presence to linger in the Zooms for Zen Bitch Lab. Hallie, she's on her little adventure, knowing she's in good hands. Very good. Everyone, thanks. Thanks for having uh, the situation today. We'll see you soon tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is a day off for a Zen Bitch Slap, I guess. Yes. Saturday, we'll be at the church live and one o'clock Pacific time on Zoom. So see everyone. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul.